Welcome to Snowcast, the podcast made by smashing together the acronym for school newspapers online and the word podcast and hitting record on my laptop. I'm your host, Alex McNamee. Hi. So full disclosure, this week's episode was a re-recording. The first time I talked to Jacqueline Tool, the audio recording systems I'm used to totally failed me. Jack is one of three editors-in-chief of the Kirkwood Call. He originally came on to talk about localizing national topics and then was nice enough to come back on the podcast to rehash it all again this week. Lesson learned, technology can and will fail you. It's how you fight back that counts. But enough of this coach speak. Here's my second round interview with Jack. Jack Rintoul, Editor-in-Chief uh, at the Kirkwood Call, is joining us from Kirkwood High School. Uh, I like to do this, Jack, with some of the students that I talk to for the podcast, but just kind of describe the, the room you're in or, or the setting right now. I like to test everybody's kind of ability as a writer to describe something. <laughs> All right. So, so right now I'm sitting in our lecture hall, and so... Our lecture hall, it's got um, kind of four just rows, kind of stadium seating with a, like a long desk along. It's pretty nice. And then at the top of the wall, it says the Kirkwood Call Pioneer Yearbook and Cage TV. And then underneath that, it says Kirkwood Journalism. Um, in front of me is a huge whiteboard. And we've got a projector set up up there. But the whiteboard's got all of our morning announcements on it. Um, right outside, if you walk out of the lecture hall, it leads to our computer lab, and that's where the rest of the staff is sitting right now. Uh, we just actually exported an issue today, so the rest of the staff is kind of just studying for finals, finishing some touches for some web pieces that they're working on. Yeah, it sounds like a legit setup, too, to have the, the names of the publications up there and everything. It's pretty awesome. We are extremely lucky, and uh, I'm reminded when I walk in here every day of how lucky we are. <laughs> The Kirkwood Call published a series of stories online kind of in October, November, uh, a little bit uh, with the kicker issues. Um, it's a terrific example of how you localize broader national topics, which is something that we try to encourage student journalists to do so much more of. Localizing being just kind of that you're taking uh, national news or national topic, big issues, and finding a local angle that kind of brings it all home for your readers. So, you know, I guess if you, if you search the term issues on the KirkwoodCall.com, you find things like uh, stories about concussions, teen addiction, foster care, standardized testing, human trafficking, you know, kind of all spectrums. Um, of things and all stories written by different reporters on the staff. So um, there, there's quite a lot there to break down. But first, Jack, where did the idea for all of these different things come from? So um, when we were planning out our cycles for the year, we knew we wanted to do a specialty issue, which was focused on one singular topic. And 
talking with the other editors on staff, we kind of came up with the idea of the issues issue because we know one thing that is super important to people on our staff but also other students in our high school is just issues that are important to high school students. Um, after the uh, shooting at Majory Stoneman Douglas in Florida in February, um, a lot of student activism became a lot more prevalent, not only um, here in Kirkwood and in St. Louis, but I mean, across the country, student activism mm -hmm. became a lot more um, just something that people did. And so we thought, how can we focus an issue that talks entirely about things that students both on staff, but also in the school are passionate about. And so we kind of started creating a list of things that we care about and that people on our staff care about, but also things that we hear students on social media or students in the hallway are talking about a lot more. And we took that list and we decided to focus an entire issue on taking those issues that we are passionate about and just writing stories that about the most national, but also how it applies here in Kirkwood um, and putting that all together into one singular issue. You talk about the list that, that of ideas that was generated here. Did reporters pitch ideas? Did you kind of survey peers around school? How did you come up with ultimately what were the issues that got done and got written about? Um, so it was really up to our writers. So it's really up to the people who are working on the stories. We kind of had a rough idea of ones that we wanted to pursue and we made those known to the other staffers in class but um really it was kind of like taking either ideas that we had but also just taking what was important to our staffers and letting them pursue that we thought that kind of encapsulated the idea of the issues issue more than us assigning people stories and so um it was really up to the people who are working on the stories what topics they were working on did anything get cut or were there any issues that, uh, you know, didn't get covered that you think now like, oh, well, that would have been so good or like, oh, maybe something for the future? Um, there were a couple of stories that we had to either push to web or um, decide not to work on any further. And those usually were just because it was difficult localizing them or it was... Um, they just weren't ready in time to be uh, put into print and we just pushed them out on web instead. So there was one about like new construction development all around our town and new houses that are taking over the place of like old houses because there's some neighborhoods in Kirkwood that are more historic, but some houses are being replaced by newer ones built this year or just recently. Um, for topics that we didn't pursue um, in the issues issue that Either I wish we would have. I know we wanted to do something kind of about um, the whole idea of like hookup culture in high schools and things like that. But I think instead we're going to pursue that further in the year as a topic that we want to do more stories on in another issue. But I don't think there were any that we missed that I really wish we would have gone back and covered. The nice thing about the issues issue is um, – we can really write those stories in any of our normal editions mm -hmm. and just talk about that in a different way, even though it isn't exactly fitting into the theme issue like the other stories would. So whenever we come up with another idea for it, we usually just have someone pursue it in um, a normal edition. You, you talk about 
you know, difficulty with localizing different topics. I mean, you think about one like human trafficking, which is a, an issues story that you guys have published. But when you think about localizing that, what did that reporter do to kind of bring it home for people, find a local angle? Um, so that one, while it wasn't exactly localized to Kirkwood necessarily, um, the writer did a really great job of talking about it as an issue both prevalent to St. Louis, hmm. where we are a suburb of, but also to teenagers in general. And I think localizing it to teenagers, even if it's not directly related to Kirkwood, is one of those things that makes the stories a lot more engaging, being able to help people who are reading it, which our demographic is it, it expands beyond 14 to 18 year olds, but that's our biggest demographic because that's who we're passing it out to whenever a new issue comes out. And so I think kind of localizing that idea, like what's going on, what's being done to combat it, especially in regards to teenagers who are either caught up or teenage activism in regards to sex trafficking. And that's kind of um, the route the writer took to be able to really localize that story or make it more readable for people who are our age. Yeah, and that's an issue that can seem so far away when a lot of what you hear is maybe things that are happening in, let's say, other countries. So um, really good job there. When you, when you talk about um, hookup culture, which was one of the things that um, did not get covered here, I, I assume basically you're talking about just generally kind of sex in high school or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of those topics along those lines, which um, sometimes are regarded as taboo, but I think it is really prevalent in high schoolers. Um, people talk about it our age, and even if it is something that can make some people uncomfortable or isn't necessarily the thing that people want to discuss, it is important to high schoolers, and it is something that people would be interested in reading about or learning more information about, and so that is definitely a topic in the future we would like to pursue. Yeah, I think your guys' coverage of anything like that would be something so interesting to follow up on because I think that's a question that a lot of, you know, your student journalism peers have is how do you write about sex? How do you cover that kind of thing? Um, but I want to talk about your piece that you wrote for the issues issue here, um, The Dangers of Girls Running, which is a story that was published on Best of Snow, um, our national showcase of student journalism. It's a kind of a long-standing issue, clearly for a subset of people, runners, um, but maybe not the, the national issue that's in the national dialogue like other things like foster care or like cyberbullying or like human trafficking or anything, you know, any of those huge ones. But it's actually pretty topical right now, um, given the events of the Molly Tibbetts case in Iowa, um, a, a podcast on which we did earlier this fall with um, the student reporters at the Daily Iowan um, of the University of Iowa and, and um, talking to them about how they covered that. Um, so, you know, so there's kind of a shameless plug just for our, for my own podcast purposes. But, but tell us about um, your story and, and approaching that and crafting that. Um, so my story kind of came about uh, when I was hearing stories in the hallway um, regarding an ex a particular instance that happened last year um, during the track and field season 
there was an incident with a group of girls who were going for a run where someone wearing a ski mask drove by them and shot an airsoft gun um, around where they were. And it was kind of a scary moment and something that got talked about at school a little bit. And um, thinking about it this year with issues that are important to high schoolers, one thing that, um, like you kind of said, it's not as prevalent nationally, but it is something that is super important and something that I know a lot of people, especially those who run, um, and especially those who can sometimes be a double standard between female and male um, in athletics and things like that, um, something that is pretty prevalent. And so I wanted to kind of talk to some cross-country runners or some girls who run, um, some of the adults who are coaches on those teams here at Kirkwood and kind of understand um, this issue and why this is such a big problem for girls who are out there running and um, other instances and kind of what is being done to help combat this issue because it is something that's so prevalent for girls between the ages of 14 and 18 because even if they're not on the cross-country or track team, if they go out for a run for a workout, um, there are other things they have to worry about besides getting dehydrated. There's things like people following them or people catcalling them on the street. So this was something I was pretty passionate about, having two older sisters, and so I wanted to cover it and kind of learn for myself but also help educate the school. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a guy. This story's focus is um, about women and the the kind of you know, there are some certainly some scary stories that you write about with people being followed or the airsoft gun um, incident. What did you learn from talking to people and getting their insights about what they go through? Um, I learned that there's a lot of things that. Um, if you don't necessarily see it from your perspective, there's a lot of things that go on that requires talking to other people and kind of putting yourself in someone else's shoes to see. Um, being a male writing about this topic that was kind of predominantly having to do with um, female runners, I really needed to invest myself in the story and I needed to interview a lot of people and I needed to kind of get a general scope of how this problem affected people because because as someone who it didn't necessarily affect, I really needed to understand um, the problem like I was in the shoes of someone who was facing it. And so it took some extra reporting and um, longer conversations and just some extra research just to really um, be able to put myself in those shoes and kind of understand it from that side. But um, as someone who has written this story now, I know to not so much be a bystander anymore, but um, if I'm out there on the road or if I see other people running, kind of know um, struggles that they might have to go through. But also, um, I learned ways to hopefully help um, people who are out there running and who are getting catcalled or being followed or things like that happening to them. And so just kind of educating myself and hopefully finding some more ways to helping people who suffer from those incidents. These did not have to be first-person accounts to write any of these issues, stories um, for you guys. And, and, you know, you don't have an um, experience yourself um, that you could rely on for this story. Do you feel like um, that was kind of a, a helpful thing or, or made these stories better when, you know, in your case, you're someone who's going out and learning and trying to gain perspective on this instead of being someone who is, you know, 
has a passionate first person experience that they're, you know, really hard into this topic and, and have maybe a, a biased point of view, I guess. I definitely think so. I mean, um, the goal of, I think, a lot of journalists is to not put a lot of bias into their writing. And when you are talking about a topic that you are extremely passionate about or a topic that you really care about and you're not writing a column or an opinions piece, um, then you tend to kind of follow maybe not necessarily an agenda, but you tend to lean towards one side or your reporting tends to go towards just one side of the story. But when you approach it with this point of view where you're not really sure what is going on with the topic or you're not really familiar and you don't have this first-person perspective, it kind of forces you to view it from all angles and hopefully create a piece that is pretty unbiased and just has this like raw view of the problem and what is being done to combat it. So I think um, that was really prevalent in a lot of our stories. I mean, someone, for instance, wrote about the, uh, the problems with Harvard admissions, specifically with um, Asian Americans and people who are ethnically Asian. And I mean, the person who wrote it is um, a white kid from here in Kirkwood. And so he, he didn't have that firsthand experience of applying to Harvard or feeling that sort of discrimination, but his point of view working on that piece was, um, was helpful because it forced him to look at it from all different sides, just like mine did. And I think kind of going into it without that passionate view really helped create some unbiased pieces inside of our issue. At the end of each of these stories, there's a short segment called What's Being Done. Why did you guys feel that was kind of an important cap on each story? What inspired those segments? Well, when writing the stories or when going into the idea of writing these stories, we realized while the intention wasn't to have a big negative connotation on the entire issue, there was kind of this negative feeling just writing about all these different issues that were happening and that teens are passionate about. Um, a lot of them, when we were going into the reporting process, was just talking about all these problems. And so we thought something cool that could not only tie all of the pieces together to create more of like a themed issue, um, it could also help put a more positive spin on these pieces, pieces, which is something that we wanted to do. So going into what is being done, we wanted to look at all the different sides of the issues that we were looking at and what is being done to combat these issues. So in my instance, I talked about the, uh, the miles for Molly, um, kind of um, women reclaiming, running, and kind of the social media mo movement that um, looked pretty powerful from an outsider's perspective like myself. And it was kind of a cool way to take a positive spin on these problems that are happening. And so it really helped make the issues issue, um, have a side to it where it's like, oh, hey, these issues people do care about and there are things that are being done. It's not all just negative. There are really people who are trying to accomplish things. Sorry about the bell. But there are people who are trying to accomplish things to fix these problems um, that are currently in our society. It shifts the focus of the story forward. And certainly when you are crafting a story, it can be tough to figure out how to intertwine what's being done with stories of things that have happened in the past. So I think, just like you said, shifting the focus forward, you know, looking ahead, positive spin, whatever you want to call it, is important. Exactly. 
exactly. I think that's that's some of the best things that we did with those pieces. One of my favorite parts was the What's Being Done section. Jack Rintoul, Editor-in-Chief of the Kirkwood Call. You guys should be proud of the work that you did with Issues and the work that you continue to do uh, with your publication. Thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your week. Yeah, you too. Thank you. You can and should go read the Call's Issues series on the KirkwoodCall.com. Jack's story is also available at bestofsnow.com but there's so much more to take in on the call's website. I was very happy to have Jack on the podcast, and I'm excited about the possibility of interviewing more students like him, and like America Moreno, who I had on the show a few weeks ago. This is our final episode of the calendar year. We'll be back in 2019, in January. I just need some time to sort out my next set of episode ideas and set up the interviews for them. Should you have any ideas, journalism topics you're interested in understanding or learning more about, past guests you want to see back on the show, please let us know. Also during your holiday break, subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. We had a great fall talking about a wide spectrum of topics from building your staff, spotting fake news, and writing a music review, to covering a murder case, an election, and so much more. Thank you all for listening.